Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Hour two of the Daily Tip starts right now on the BetQL Network. It is a Friday, and of course, we will get to a boatload of football bets coming up later in this hour. We'll talk about NFL futures, not only the Super Bowl MVP, but who has the highest scoring team this weekend, who has the most receiving yards for the rest of the postseason. Kind of like a lot of word problems in the math world like do you remember those in high school where they gave you the word problems in the math section you're like oh god i've oh, really yeah. got to buckle down in this one uh and then at 7:40, our best bets in chiefs and ravens before we get to that we will do some nba talk in this segment jenks were you a word problem guy or are you somebody who simply loved mm. the basic you know math problems that had the numbers oh i just like the numbers i hated those math problems with words which were logic right logic mm -hmm. prop uh drove me crazy oh if a train is heading in one direction going 35 miles an hour and another train is heading in the opposite direction going 50 miles an hour how far apart would they be after 15 minutes i'm like I, guys i don't know i have no idea dress is blue <laughs> right exactly <laughs> oh 
So I, yeah, I would, I, I hated those sort of logic and math together. I'd rather just have the straight numbers in front of me where I can go through a formula and figure things out because then it's more cut and dried, at least in my mind. I know some people, just depends on who you are, but I was just about the numbers. What about you? I don't think anybody loved word problems because here's the thing, you can mess up in a variety of ways. Like you can mess up to the point where you don't even get the equation right. You know, because that's half yeah. of the issue is you have to figure out the right equation for the answer that you are getting. So, no, I didn't love those. In fact, I always wanted to write, who cares? Who cares? When am I ever going to be using this? Am I going to be sitting huh. at a subway in New York City and saying, oh, I wonder where the train's going to be 15 minutes from now? No, I'm never going to be doing <laughs> that. So I always wanted to write, who cares? And I kind of wish I would have, but I probably would have failed math class if I did. Those were the absolute worst, but they were also on the SATs and the ICTs. So you couldn't really avoid mm -hmm. them. No, I, I wish that, and you hear this from time to time, and I'm not, math certainly has its place. I'm not arguing against math <laughs> because people need to learn math. This and, show is anti-math. But, uh, but we don't believe in math or science. And you know what? Spelling is already on the way out. Spelling and grammar. But ultimately, isn't it funny, too, that you never learn about things that are very important, like, hey, how to balance a budget or how to taxes. do your taxes? Seriously, mm -hmm. which obviously involve math. But if you could incorporate something like that, then, OK, yes, math is a huge part of it. But also you're gaining a very important life skill that you will have to use for the rest of your days, unless you want to cheat the big man and just stuff your mattress and not tell anybody. But you never learn anything. I, I, the first time I had to do taxes, I'm like, what is this? What is this form? Why are there so many? It doesn't make any sense, you know? And I was pretty good in math, but it didn't matter in that situation. So that's why I'm going to quit this show and become an educator. That doesn't do his taxes. <laughs> like, I did know taxes. about, what is it in the Constitution about taxation without representation? That's all I knew about taxes. That's us. Like, I didn't know that was something that we did. I knew it was something that we complained about when we came over from, you know, Great Britain, but I wasn't sure what it was. So great job, public school systems, on really teaching us the things that matter. But damn it, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Everybody knows that. All right, so I will say, <laughs> you do use a little math when it comes to sports betting. And maybe if they had taught us you know, math in the lens of sports betting, people would have paid attention more. I know for your tables of seven, at least that's important in football. Uh, but let's use some of our skills to calculate our bets uh, for this NBA Friday, whether it comes to totals or sides. Let's start with the Mavs and the Hawks. We've got Dallas laying a short number here. Point and a half road favorites, total of 242 and a half. Jinx, I don't think I ever like playing the Hawks, but... This line kind of is a red flag, is it not? Yeah, it really is. I don't know what's going on here. Only a point and a half? Like, come on. How do you, how do you justify playing the Hawks here? This just screams mass. What am I missing? Is there someone on the injury report for Dallas? Is Luka banged up? Only a point and a half? God, the Hawks have been awful since Trey Young left the lineup with a concussion. He's out indefinitely right now. Also, the Hawks are the worst covering team in the league. They're 4-16 and 16 against the spread this season. They lost to the Kings by 15 after Trey Young left. Lost to the Warriors by 22. But they're only a point and a half dog at home. I have, 
I have no idea what's going on here. The Mavericks are the obvious play, but it's way too obvious. Right. This is another word problem that the books are giving us. They're saying, okay, a terrible Atlanta Hawks team is mm-hmm. getting two points. The other team, the Mavericks, have an MVP candidate in Luka Doncic. And I just looked. I was like, okay, maybe the Mavericks played a back-to-back. Uh, no, they played on Wednesday. So they have had some refs. They did get blown out pretty badly against the Suns at home. But the Suns certainly have more top-end potential. And I'll say that you know they have had back-to-back games against really tough opponents going against the Celtics and the Suns. Maybe there is some wear down uh, that is being built into the line here. But also, we're seeing line movement. This one started at one. Now it's up to two in some spots. So clearly, some people are taking the bait. So I think the final verdict for me is that this line looks way too fishy for me to want to bet on it. I know there's been some drama with Luka Doncic going on with his uh, post-game press conference. I think he called out a reporter. Like, I don't know how this factors into the game, just maybe the fact that he is not in a great mood. But still, I feel like when a line doesn't make sense, you either take the side that doesn't make sense or you don't play it at all. Yeah, and the... The problem here is if you're taking the other side, you're taking the Hawks, you know? So it's, it's, you're totally right, which is this doesn't make sense. I need to look at the other side, but the other side is the worst cut. One of the worst teams in basketball. So how do you, how do you justify, oh, I got to go with the other side here. I think you just stay away. Yeah, that's not one for me. I will be skipping this word problem and going back to it at the end of the ACTs. All right, on to the Suns and the Pacers. We've got Phoenix laying four and a half total of 243 and a half. The Pacers just played last night, I believe. So you've got the Pacers on the back end of a back-to-back. Just beat the Sixers yesterday, 134 to 122, despite not having Tyrese Halliburton in the lineup. We have stayed away from the Suns on the show. Feels like we never know what we're going to get from them, but the Suns have been really good as of late. So, Jenks, are you finally buying into the Suns? Yes, I am. Finally, it's time. Now, early on, oh, God, they were such a grind. But you just can't deny that they're playing so much better right now. They're healthy. And this is just a bad spot for the Pacers. Yes, Tyrese Halliburton is out. They got a great performance from Pascal Siakam last night. But I think the Pacers are going to be tired. To me, that's the most important factor here. This is their second game in as many nights, third game in four nights, and on no rest this season, the Pacers are 1-7. and That is the worst mark in the NBA. So with as well as the Suns are playing and a Pacers team bad in this spot without their best player, I think the, the number's low. I like Phoenix a lot in this one. All right, I'm getting the number two pencil. I am coloring in the bubble that is A, Ah. and I am taking the Suns minus four and a half. Do you remember those type of tests? Surely they don't have those anymore, right? The ones where you had to use a number two pencil, they're like, oh, 0.7, lad, get that out of here. You can't be using that kind of pencil. Do you remember these tests? Yes, I remember going up and using a pencil sharpener. That's how old I am. You know, you walk up. That's a great sound for radio. You guys enjoy that on your morning commute. And, you know, the best part was when there was a test being taken and it's all quiet and you're like, I need to go sharpen my pencil. So it's all quiet. And you just go back to your seat. Oh, yeah, I remember those. And what was the saying back then? When in doubt, choose C. You just go C. Every, if you don't know, just go with C. And you know what? That worked a lot. 
I feel like I went to the pencil sharpener kind of like a self timeout. When you don't know the answer to something, you're like, all right, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna go sharpen my pencil. That or if you wanna like go check out what other people are doing. Like I wasn't somebody who looked off of other people's papers, but I don't know if you just need a a break to go stretch your legs, you're like, all right. It's like the equivalent of a smoke break for sixth graders. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go sharpen my pencil. (laughs) There you go. Let's bring those back. I'd love to see a sixth grader be like, oh, let me go smoke real quick. Then I'll come back and try this logic problem again. Have you ever seen the movie Summer School? This is probably not. No. This is an 80s movie. I love that movie. And I think they're trying to remake it. Anyway, long story short, Mark Harmon is in it. Kirstie Alley is in it. And the two other characters are Chainsaw and Dave. And they're just these these dumb guys who like to recreate horror movies. And they're so they go to summer school, obviously. But at the end of one of these tests, which was a, such an 80s thing, like always choose C, and time is running out. And I forget. I think it's Dave just was not even close to finishing his test. And so in the last 30 seconds before time is up, he's going, see, 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 and just going down, see every single time. And that was just such, that was such an 80s thing. But yeah, we used to take those tests, I feel like on the regular. Oh yeah, I haven't even seen that movie, but I've definitely heard just, it went in doubt, choose see. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely a thing. And maybe it's from that movie. All right, so let's go further down the Scantron. Uh, Let's go to the Clippers and the Raptors. We've got the Clip Show laying seven and a half. Toronto uh, obviously getting seven and a half. And total of 233 and a half. The Clippers have been mighty good out West as well. Uh, But are you laying the seven and a half here against a Raptors team that's pretty depleted after trading away most of their best pieces? Yeah, let's lay it with the Clips, baby. Who is playing better basketball than the Clippers right now? I'm not even kidding. They've won 20 of their last 24 games. I mean, they have really put it together. They're also 4-1 and one in their last five against the spread. The Raptors, obviously, sellers at the trade deadline. Toronto, 1-4 in, in its last five games against the number. I feel like a square. I'm taking all the favorites, but you can make a strong case for the favorites, at least on our card today. So I'll add the 7.5 of the clip joint. Yeah, when in doubt, choose C or the favorites. Maybe we will do a favorites parlay. Uh, But it feels to me that this is maybe one of the last times that you can uh, bet on the Clippers with all of your faith because this starts, I think, a seven-game road trip for the Clippers. I think there's something going on at the Staples Center or whatever they're calling it. Is it the Grammys? It's something like that to where they have to play all these road games. So if you like the Clippers, you like how they're playing, this might be one of your last opportunities to get them in a good spot before they go on this massive road trip. Again, this is a road game, but at least the start of it. Maybe the legs aren't quite as tired from all of that travel. All right, so we've got a couple other games on the slate tonight. We've got Cavs Bucks, Thunder Pelicans. Jenks, do you like either of these? A, B, or C, none of the above? C, C, C. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. I, I, I like the Thunder. I need to have a dog here. Thunder getting two and a half points in New Orleans against the Pels. Thunder plus 115 on the money line. I don't mind that either. I mean, the Thunder are always a good play, right? Mm-hmm. They're the best team in basketball at covering the spread. They're also, as a dog on the road this season, 7-3-1. and one. That is the best mark in the NBA. So if you play the Thunder on a regular basis, and I would never say autoplay, but 
it's as close to an autoplay as you can get in the NBA because they just keep – I I really believe, and I know this switches throughout the year, but by the end of the year, the Thunder will remain near the top of the list as far as teams that cover. They're just perpetually undervalued. Yeah, you can't choose all favorites. You can't choose all Cs. You got to throw it off. I'm like, all right, we're going A here. So I think this is the one dog on the slate that does look like it could be barking. Of course, a very short dog as this line has gone down to one and a half. Maybe the sabotage factor is that the Pelicans last time around really dominated the rebounding category. Had 58 rebounds to 49 in a 110-106 win uh, in Oklahoma City. So maybe it's a bad matchup for Oklahoma City, but still, this is one of the better teams in the NBA. SGA always live to score 30-plus points. Chad Holmgren's playing really well. So I'd be with you there. I would be taking the underdog. So, Jenks, to wrap it up, our conversation mm-hmm. on standardized testing, were you a sure. good test taker? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was just – I was very much – I was very studious, like I was very education based. So, and you can still be really smart or intelligent and just not do well under the pressure of taking a test. So, both things can be true there. But yeah, I never had problems with tests or anything like that. I was always up for the challenge. I kind of looked at it like, all right, let's see how well I can do here. Were you a good test taker or did you fold under the bright lights? Oh, no, I was great at test taking. I always kind of did a side eye to people who were like, yeah, I'm smart. I'm just not good at tests. Like, maybe there are some rare cases, but like the pressure of like, you know, sixth grade, like an AP test or whatever, is it that much pressure? Or are you just not that smart? I don't know. True. Probably why I wasn't voted Miss Congeniality, you know, in high school, but I digress. All right, coming back from the break, time to talk some football. The futures markets that you need to know about that aren't just the -the run-of-the-mill ones. We'll talk about it next on The Daily Tip. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And we are back. We've got a huge weekend on tap in the NFL with both championship games popping off. We have the AFC and the NFC championship games. In this segment, we'll try to do some more creative bets. Not only are we looking at the futures market for Super Bowl MVP, but also the highest scoring game this weekend, the most passing yards this weekend, and where maybe you can find some value in these markets if you're not too sure on a side or a total. Jenks, this show today has kind of had a high school theme to it. And Mm -hmm. I was laughing at some of the headlines that we've seen about Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. And I guess this is more college related, but all of the anecdotes that you hear about them go exactly in line with the personas that they have now. Like one of the lines was, those two were two of the best beer drinkers I've ever seen. And now look at Jason Kelsey. You know, doing it on a national stage, doing it in the suite at the Bills and the Chiefs game, like pounding beers with his shirt off. Do you think it's funny how true to themselves it feels like the Kelsey brothers are? Oh, yeah. I think they're extremely just naturally likable. Do you know what I mean? Like they just Mm -hmm. seem very pleasant and, and people you want to be around. And it doesn't shock me at all that these guys could guzzle some beers back in the day. 
Jason in particular looks like a guy who for like the next 10 years could just crush beer whenever he wanted to and would have no problem doing it and would just drink you under the table. Like those guys, I bet you don't want to sit down with those guys and go drink for drink. You'd be in trouble in a heartbeat. No, they're huge too. And imagine when they're yeah. out of playing shape because right now they're in playing shape. And, mm -hmm. you know, they have probably been trying to watch what they eat, maybe a little bit. I know probably not. But still, I think when people discover Travis Kelsey, or at least the Taylor Swift fan base, they call him like the equivalent of a golden retriever. And I feel like that's pretty spot on. Like, doesn't he seem yeah. like if a golden retriever was a person? It's that persona yes. where he's happy, he's go lucky, things don't bother him. And we were talking about funny Saturday Night Live skits. And, you know, it's not as popular as it used to be. But there was one that it was an ad for like, you know, straight white male friend. And Travis Kelsey was this guy where it's like, you're pouring out your feelings. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. You want a beer? In every situation, he just <laughs> had this persona and he absolutely nailed it. So I guess everybody yeah. kind of needs a friend like that. That's like topical. That's fun. That's not going to think too deeply about things. Because can you imagine like Travis Kelsey, like holding a grudge with one of his friends? Probably not. He probably already forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're just good dudes, you know, guys being dudes. Rob G, just like just the old gold retriever, like you said. But he kind of had a feud with Aaron Rodgers there for a half. I guess that's true. For Who do second. you think the problem was there? Yeah, but he still didn't like the guy. I mean, you know, I don't he, think they're going to go to dinner anytime soon. But he did drop it pretty quickly. He yeah, was just like, that's true. You know, he was like, okay, whatever. You know, who cares? So I think that was more like Aaron Rodgers just. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers. Being Aaron Rodgers. Being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Aaron Rodgers. The complete opposite, like unlikable. Like they're just naturally unlikable. Oh, God. Yeah, it's quite a it's quite a juxtaposition between those two. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey would have gotten along if they were on the same team. Like one would think. You know, they're both really mm. good players. Those personality types, though? I would say they would... They would probably get along if they agreed, let's just keep it about football. Like, let's not talk about our political beliefs, our personal beliefs. Let's just keep it straight football because, obviously, that's the one thing they have in common, and they would be a hell of a combination. So I think that's the – I think you probably have to do that a lot in locker rooms too. It's like what's the what's the one common thread here with so many different people from so many different backgrounds who have different beliefs, different upbringings. It's football. So if you speak in that language – more often than not, I feel like then you're talking about team building, you're talking about trying to win, and everybody can agree on that. I do think it would have been hilarious if you have somebody who's promoting Pfizer on the same team with the guy who is like staunchly against Pfizer, <laughs> like severely yes. unvaccinated. Like that would have been pretty funny. I would have rooted for that, but maybe in another lifetime. All right, let's get to some of these bets. So uh, we have talked about different ways to play uh, instead of looking at a spread or a total and even a money line bet, because we had this conversation about the Ravens. The Ravens are plus 180 this week to win the Super Bowl. Of course, they're minus 200, something like that on the money line. So I was saying, okay, maybe you play the Ravens to win the Super Bowl instead of playing them on the money line. You can kind of use that same mentality with Super Bowl MVP because taking this a step further, if you like the Ravens to win this week, if you like the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, do you just take Lamar Jackson to win Super Bowl MVP? 
Now, granted, there's not a huge discrepancy there. Lamar Jackson plus 220 to win Super Bowl MVP. What did I say the Ravens were to win the Super Bowl? Like plus 180? So clearly there's not that much of a difference there. Mm-hmm. But Jenks, if you think the Ravens win the Super Bowl, doesn't it feel like Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He has to. Like, who else is going to win it for the Ravens? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's got to be Lamar. So I feel like if it's the Chiefs, obviously it's Mahomes, but especially if it's the if it's the Ravens. I mean, they they really live and die because by him, just because he has to use his arm, he has to use his legs, and I guess you can make the argument that the Chiefs are the same way. Mahomes just does it in a different manner. But I feel like no team has taken on the persona of its quarterback more so than the Ravens, right? So yeah, I'd be on Lamar. Now, normally that's the case, is if a team wins the Super Bowl, their quarterback's probably going to have a good shot to win the Super Bowl MVP. But I think the Mm -hmm. Niners are the one team where maybe this is not the case. Because I know during the regular season, the regular season MVP is most certainly an award that is given to quarterbacks uh, more often than not. But in the Super Bowl, can't you see Christian McCaffrey winning it? Winning Super Bowl MVP, because this award, you know, goes to usually the person with the best outputs. And for me, I feel like it's super tied to Christian McCaffrey. Oh, and you're getting the best value. Six to one value Mm -hmm. right now is is an amazing price. So if you're a believer in the Niners, then grab that up. And I don't, I just don't think that Brock Purdy is good value at plus 325. I understand it is a quarterback's award to lose generally when you get in a big game like that. But certainly, if the Niners are going to win potentially the Super Bowl, Christian McCaffrey is going to have to go off, where I feel like Brock Purdy won't necessarily have to. You just want to get Christian McCaffrey involved. And honestly, if you have two weeks to get ready for the big game, as they call it, you know, because sports books can't use the Super Bowl. So if we're talking about the big game, two weeks for Kyle Shanahan to think of the myriad ways he can use a jack-of-all-trades like a Christian McCaffrey would be something. And honestly, he'll be healthier. Debo, it's 60-1. to 1. If you want a real long shot, at least as far as the odds are concerned, but he'll be healthier. I mean, Debo could go off too. That's something I'd put a sprinkle on. Oh, sold on Debo. You don't have to talk yeah. me into taking any bets on Debo Samuel. That's my guy. Uh, but I do think the Niners are the team where it could go multiple different directions. Like, doesn't it feel like most of these are pretty quarterback solid? But for the Niners, I wouldn't even be shocked if it was Brandon Ayuk or even George Kittle if he has two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. There are so many weapons on the Niners that I think if you think the Niners win the Super Bowl, that's where you can get some value in the Super Bowl MVP market is taking a look at some of those other offensive weapons other than just Brock Purdy at plus 325. All right, so let's go to some of these other futures bets. We've got the highest scoring game this weekend, highest scoring team this weekend. So of those two, is there anything that catches your eye, Jenks? Which offense do you think is feasting this weekend? I mean, it has to be the Niners, right? If you're looking at the odds of BetMGM right now, you can get the Niners as the highest scoring team at minus 105, and that's pretty good value. Because we keep Mm -hmm. talking about this matchup and going into how you can just score on the Lions and you can pick apart that secondary. 
and we're already seeing a high total in that game. What, set around 51? Yeah, I think the Niners minus 105 are great value, and I do think they're going to score the most points this weekend, no question. I think that's probably the best bet on the board of these two because you're not getting a ton of value on, you know, there's only two options for the highest scoring game this weekend. The Niners, Lions, of course, the favorite at minus 200, Chiefs, Ravens, plus 155, but I'm with you. The Niners have so many offensive weapons. They're going against a secondary that has given up at least 349 passing yards in each of the last two games. They're giving up the second most yards per attempt of any secondary in the league throughout the course of the regular season. So I think that's a really solid number at minus 105. And here's hoping that Debo Samuel plays because we know he is a big part of that offense. But he did return to practice last week. Okay, so let's go to most passing yards this weekend. And I think this is a similar bet to uh, the highest scoring team. And I just Mm -hmm. mentioned the numbers for the Lions secondary. So, uh, Jenks, would you take Brock Purdy at plus 170? Or does somebody else on this list strike your fancy? Oh, gosh. I think... Purdy's the guy at plus 170 at BetMGM. I'm not I'm not sold on it because I can foresee a situation in which he's handing it off to Christian McCaffrey and the Niners build a lead and they just sort of suck the life out of the Lions late. I think a lot of people are going to look to Patrick Mahomes at plus 250. I don't necessarily like that because that Ravens defense is so much better than people realize, like historically great. If you really dig deep into the numbers, I think the Chiefs are going to have a hard time against Baltimore and Charm City. But I will also say, if there's anyone that can solve any defense, it is Patrick Mahomes, and you're getting him at plus 250. I don't necessarily believe in that bet myself. I like Brock Purdy, but I can see the value there. Right. Uh, I think I would be on that page as well. And you've got to remember that the Chiefs have been really effective at running the football this year. They have been more balanced on the offensive side of things than they have in years past. Isaiah Pacheco runs like a madman. Uh, So I just feel like it's not even a matter of fading the Chiefs offense. It's just the fact that they're running the football a little bit more. Now, here's a math problem. And I just saw this on the screen. So for the entirety of the playoffs, so we have possibly two games left. And so the handicap goes, you know, you're picking teams who advance to the Super Bowl as well. So the most passing yards for the entirety of the playoffs, you have Jared Goff, the favorite at minus 143, Patrick Mahomes plus 150, Brock Purdy plus 450, and Lamar Jackson 30 to 1. And I just thought to myself, is there another factor that goes into this? Is this cumulative? Like, does Jared Goff already have a lead? Oh, my gosh. Jinx, I think this is a word problem that I'm going to give up on. (laughs) I was told there would be no math. Why are you doing this to me, Chelsea? It's early. We talked about how we hate math, and you're like, hey, let's add up his yards from last week first, and then we'll go down. Do you think they can advance? These are very tough because you have to factor in not just the past but also the future. Right. This is a real word problem like we were talking about. Like, how did Jared Goff do in the past? What do you think he'll do perhaps against the Niners this weekend? You add all that up, and that's why he's minus 143 at Betham Jim. I don't like any of these bets. I this is just not a market I'm generally interested in. I can see why Jared Goff is the obvious favorite here, but there are so many bets you can make, so many bets on the board. I would just look at another one. Yeah, I will pay somebody so I don't have to do math. Like, I'm not going to shell money out of my pocket to do math. 
But if you are interested, uh, right now the standings are Jared Goff leads the way as far as quarterbacks still alive in the postseason with 564. But granted, if he loses this game, he's not going to have another game, which is a leg up that Patrick Mahomes might have. Patrick Mahomes sits in second with 477. Then we have, uh, who else is still alive? Brock Purdy, 252. Lamar Jackson only has 152 yards because obviously they had a bye in the first round as well. So if that's enough, you know, logic and word problems for you, whew, that's too much working for my brain on a Friday. So Jenks, uh, we have a couple others on here. You can either go that route mm-hmm. or I'll ask you this. Has your mind changed on any of these bets over the course of the week? Yeah, I was talking to my friend Sean, and he said, just bet the board, you know, just go all in. <laughs> He likes to bet. Just go ahead, bet the whole board. 25 bets a Maybe day? Maybe t- 24, 25 bets a day. You know, you eventually end up on the right side of things. You get the family involved. That's the way to do it. Get yourself some action. I don't know. I, I haven't really changed how I feel as to how the playoffs are going to go. I, I, I'm I a big believer in the Ravens. Like I think the Ravens are going to win this weekend. I like the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I am sold on Baltimore. I love everything about this Ravens team, and I may live to regret this comment, but I feel like because because it's Baltimore and because Baltimore doesn't – they don't play a flashy style of football. Now, Lamar is flashy just because of his style of play, I guess, but as a team, like Baltimore is just – you know, they're blue-collar just like Charm City, right? You got the Chiefs and Taylors in the in the suite and Travis is on the field making hearts and they're getting all the attention. And the Niners are out west and they're the favorites and the Lions are the lovable team that everybody wants to get behind because they haven't won anything for so long. And the Ravens are just kind of sitting there like, just wait for us, dog. Just wait. Just they got that dog in them. I'm a Baltimore. I imagine that picture of Lamar Jackson just smiling with the sunglasses on. Like that's how I feel like the Ravens <laughs> yeah. are right now. Yeah. So if you do like the Ravens, Maybe you should consider betting on Super Bowl MVP right now. Lamar Jackson plus 220 feels like a solid play. All right. On the other end, we will get into the analytics, the numbers, the plays that we like the most in the AFC championship game. That's next on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And we're back on a Friday with a lot to talk about. We will get into Chiefs and Ravens, possibly the best game on the weekend, coming up in a few minutes. But first, Jenks, I call this existential thoughts about my morning beverage. Usually, I am somebody who loves coffee. I love it sweet. I love it with creamer and even some whipped cream on top. But lately, the last couple days, I have switched to green tea. I heard green tea is good for you. It doesn't have any sugar in it. It still has the caffeine, a bunch of health benefits, but it doesn't taste that good. It almost tastes like a LaCroix where it tastes bad, but it doesn't taste good. Is this how I want to go through life? Not bad. But also not good. It feels no. to me that I am letting myself. So I think after this, I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to get the most complicated and fancy and delicious drink that they have on the menu. Are you somebody who 
will drink some of these beverages like LaCroix, like green tea, some yeah. of these that are the better decision. But God, they just, they don't have any flavor. Chelsea, you work out on the regular basis. You're in great shape. So I would not worry about indulging a little bit and having a drink that you enjoy. You gotta, when it comes to life, Chelsea, you have to sort of, you have to find that sweet spot in the middle where you don't want to be terrible to your body. You don't want to just like eat garbage all the time and drink garbage all the time. But at the same time, you want to be able to enjoy your life where you're not constantly drinking things that don't taste good. You're constantly eating food that is meh. So I think you just find that balance between, hey, I take care of myself, but also I allow myself to sort of enjoy things and enjoy life, be it food or drink. Who doesn't love food and drink? So I feel like that, especially for someone who spends a lot of time in the gym, you can indulge and not even worry about it. Especially since we wake up in the middle of the night. Maybe this is one luxury that I will afford myself is my fancy delicious coffee in the morning. But I feel like certain things, maybe you can go like fat free and it doesn't taste that different. But there are certain things where you absolutely don't go fat free. Recently, I've tried fat free cheese or not fat free, reduced fat cheese. Mm -hmm. Boy, do not eat that. It tastes like rubber. <laughs> so if you're going to have cheese, I feel like you just got to have cheese. Gross. Oh, I, I'll eat cheese on anything. I love cheese. So the last thing, and there are some things, I'm, I'm serious, I'll put cheese on almost anything. And one thing I will not skimp on is just regular cheese. I'm not going to give some plasticky cheese and spread it over. In fact, I watched a five-minute TikTok that I shared with the lovely Catherine two days ago, and it was a guy making a grilled cheese. It was the best grilled cheese I've ever seen. It was awesome. It was a guy out, it was some guy in a cowboy hat and he was outside on the on the grill and he just kept adding cheese and adding layers and turning it oh oh my god it looked amazing never skimp on the cheese ever Ooh, grilled cheese is so simple but so good oh, yeah. i don't think i'd ever turn down a grilled cheese that's one of like the best simple no meals way. of all time whoever invented that hats off to you my friend that was a great invention and we all thank you for it all right, Jenks, let's get to the Chiefs and the Ravens. I think this is going to be the best game of the weekend. This is going to be like the iced white chocolate mocha with extra sugar and extra whipped cream for me. I don't think this is one where you say, well, it was a game. It was NFL football, so I watched it, but it was meh. No, I think we're in store for some fireworks here. I also thought that the Ravens would play that game against the Texans a lot closer, but I was wrong here. So, Jenks, let's start from this. Mm. Do you think this game's going to be close? I, I it's not going to be a. I, here's the, what I think. I I am really big on the Ravens. I've made that pretty clear. So I'm going to take them this weekend. I like them at three, not necessarily at three and a half. You can buy it down if you want, but I I just think that because you do have Patrick Mahomes, and I understand that as a dog, he has been wildly successful. On the flip side, though, Lamar Jackson. If you look at him this season against the number, I think I saw this last night, against teams that are like three games above 500 or better this season, he's perfect, like 6-0 and against the number. He has raised the level of his game against superior or equal opponents this season. I think the Chiefs are, obviously with Patrick Mahomes, talented enough to stay in this thing. I don't know how they don't, but ultimately, I think in the second half, the Ravens will pull away and cover the number, which is what they've done. Remember, when they played the Texans, that was tied at the half, right? 
tied at 10, and it was 24 unanswered for Baltimore. So I don't know if they can go on a run like that because the Chiefs are better than the Texans, but I do think eventually they pull away. But the Chiefs are good enough to keep it close for most of the game, I think. Right, and this number is not that big. It's three and a half, which I think will entice a lot of people when you're getting three and a hook with one of the best quarterbacks of all time, which it should be noted, there is a stat out there that makes me very nervous to bet against the Chiefs, and that is Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Nine, Mm -hmm. one, and one, ATS as an underdog. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those simple handicaps that sometimes it's true. It's like when people said, don't bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I said, oh, that's a stupid handicap. It's a team game. What did Tom Brady do? He won outright as an underdog against the Kansas City Chiefs. So no Tom Brady in this one. But for me, it's about the defense and how well they've shut down some of the best offenses in the league. We've said this all week long. Look at the Ravens against the Texans and C.J. Stroud. Limited them to, you know, not even a single offensive touchdown. Did the same to the Niners. Brock Purdy had four interceptions. You could go on and on down the list. So on paper, I do think the Ravens are the side here. But this is also the postseason. And the guy with the better postseason numbers is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Do you think there is an X factor at play here, Jenks, that's maybe something not on the stat sheet? Because I tend to think that's why the Chiefs have a chance here. It's just the playoff experience. It is, for sure. The Ravens have not proven themselves like the Chiefs. So the Chiefs have metal, right? Like, they they have been in this spot before, maybe not as an underdog, but... Will the moment be too big for them? No. Will the moment be too big for Baltimore? We don't know. I don't think it will. I think the Ravens are going to be fine, but we don't know. I think the one thing or the one thing that I like about the Ravens that we haven't talked about much is special teams. And special teams are going to be huge in this game now. They had a lapse by allowing that punt return against the Texans. But I say that because look at how bad the Bills were on special teams in that game against the Chiefs where they tried that fake punt. I don't know you know, what they were thinking there with DeMar Hamlin. would have been a great moment, but that just made zero sense whatsoever. Tyler Bass obviously missing that field goal. For the Ravens, they are so much better on special teams, and they have the best field goal kicker in the game. Now, Harrison Butker is no slouch for the Chiefs, but I do think if you're looking for small advantages that could factor into your handicap, the Ravens have a much better special teams unit, and that's something that the Bills didn't have, and if they did, maybe they beat the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, and they will be thinking about that for a long time, and I'm sure Tyler Bass will as well. Uh, I think for me, this game almost feels like a coin flip, and when a game feels like a coin flip, I don't want to bet a side. So there are other options mm-hmm. here. I think there are a plethora of options when it comes to the props world. I think the the ones to consider are Lamar Jackson as rushing prop. There is a reason why this prop has gone up, what, six or seven full yards since the start of the week. Everybody and their mom is seeing what I am seeing. And that's the fact that the Chiefs let Josh Allen run all over them. He hit his, his prop for rushing in the first half of that game. We know that the Ravens are extremely dangerous when Lamar Jackson is running the football. It's really hard to stop Lamar Jackson. So I think that's one that enters the chat. The other ones are the anytime touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, if you like that better, that is even money. I don't necessarily love anytime touchdown bets because I feel like it's kind of a crapshoot, just whoever gets the Mm -hmm. ball when it's like first, second, or third and goal. Uh, Also, Travis Kelsey. We haven't talked a ton about him and his playing prowess. We Mm -hmm. did with Alex Gold the other day. But do we think Travis Kelsey is full scale all the way back? 
I would say, yes, at some point we're going to see a touch drop-off. That's going to be natural. But I think the the discussion about his demise was a little overdone. And remember, he was banged up earlier in the season, too. So it when guys get banged up like that and he came back earlier than normal, I don't necessarily believe he's been 100%. And I don't think it's a coincidence that when he finally showed out against Buffalo, A, he's a superstar. That's what superstars generally do. But also, he had extra time to get ready and heal. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see another really good game from him just because I think he's closer to 100% than he's been for most of the season. It should be noted, though, that Buffalo was a team that kind of struggled to defend tight ends because the game mm-hmm. before that, it was Pat Fryermuth that went off for a bunch of yards in the Steelers offense and also a Bills team that was down several linebackers. So maybe that went into it as well because he was wide open in some of these passes. But again, it feels like the circle of trust is very small. For Patrick Mahomes, it is um, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, maybe even Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, so let's talk about Isaiah Pacheco here. What do we expect from the Kansas City run game? Because I know everybody's going to talk about the quarterbacks, but Isaiah Pacheco has been a force for the Chiefs this season. If you look at his uh, rushing attempts, it's 14 and a half. I know Bill or somebody took that in the show parlay. I think that's a solid look. His rushing Mm -hmm. yards set for 63 and a half. Are we expecting a big game on the ground from Kansas City? Nope, I am not. I, that Ravens defense is nasty, man. It is nasty. Not They are really good against the run, and they're even better against the pass. I'm telling you, I think the Chiefs are going to have a hard time moving the ball. I would hit the under on his rushing. Pro- I know they want to be as balanced as they can, and he's been good, but I'm betting the under here. I'm going all in on Baltimore. So I, I'm not going to bet this. I don't like betting unders when it comes to player props. But if I did for Pacheco, I would actually hit the under here. Well, I mean, it should be noted they are two separate bets. Bill's on the rushing attempts, which means, you know, he doesn't have to go over his rushing prop. Right. It just means they are going to attempt to run the football. So, Jenks, I have thrown all these props at you, but it still mm-hmm. feels to me that your favorite bet in this game is still a side. Yeah, it is. I. I, I just keep coming back to the idea that as we're basing a lot of this handicap on emotion and the idea that you, you just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I understand that doing that against Tom Brady was faulty, but I just don't think this Chiefs team is nearly as good as we're giving it credit for. And I think it's going to show up this weekend in Baltimore. I keep stripping away emotion and looking to the numbers, and I keep getting the Ravens. My gut also says that maybe some of the demons that haunted Kansas City during the regular year, those bad drops in the end zone, could possibly show their ugly head this weekend against the Ravens and that secondary. Coming up next, it's Hour 3. We'll talk line. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.